Hi, I'm TJ Thomas, and this is Therapy Thursday, a weekly collection of short and sweet, bite-sized therapy tips to help your mental wellness journey. Let's jump in. Hi there, welcome back to Therapy Thursday. This is episode 115, Misuse of Therapy. So, as someone listening to a podcast right now about therapy and mental health, Hopefully you are on board with uh, the positive, helpful sides of therapy and mental health, and you've probably noticed that the world in general has been getting a lot better at talking about therapy, talking about mental health, being open and vulnerable to be able to discuss some of these tricky, difficult issues, even on big scales. I mean, we're seeing people talking about therapy and mental health on national news and in politics and in the huge popular TV shows. I mean, like Ted Lasso had a whole arc about it, and that was like most talked about TV show of the year. So, of course, I as a therapist love the fact that therapy is being talked about so much more and so much more openly, and that so many more people are going to therapy and seeking mental health counseling. Unfortunately, though, there is one downside to the uptick in awareness and conversations about therapy and mental health lately, and that is the misuse of mental health terms, misuse of diagnoses, uh, misuse of some of these therapy buzzwords that have been going around that are kind of becoming this blanket, black and white thing that people just throw out there. One easy example I can point to with this is the overuse and misuse of toxic. Now, toxic people absolutely exist. Toxic behavior exists. But unfortunately, because of the popularization of this phrase of someone being toxic, what started to happen is that I see people describing anyone that they dislike as toxic. I see this being applied to family members, to, to parents, siblings, children, anyone. I see this being applied to spouses. I see this being applied to friends. I see this being applied to uh, politicians or teachers or leaders of any kind, to celebrities, that we just throw out this phrase toxic as if it's just a catch-all for any behavior that we dislike. And that is one example of how we are overusing and misusing phrases that are very important to therapy and mental health and just kind of throwing them out there. Just because you dislike someone, or you dislike what they do, or you dislike their behaviors, does not automatically make that person or that behavior toxic. That is not what toxic is. And unfortunately, the DSM-5 doesn't have a clear definition for diagnosing someone as toxic. So yeah, it's just an adjective that we try to use therapeutically in order to help someone recognize when a relationship or a situation is going to be harmful to them, that they may need to separate themselves from that the way they would from a literally toxic environment or toxic foods or something like that. And it can be a good way to understand that. But unfortunately, like the boy who cried wolf, if we call everyone toxic just because we disagree with them or dislike them, that actually cheapens what we're talking about when we're talking about actually toxic people. People who are actually harmful to yourself or to other people. People who are actually creating toxic environments or toxic workplaces or toxic family dynamics. That's very different than just someone disagreeing with you or having a different point of view or disliking you. Even if the thing that you dislike about them makes you feel bad, does not necessarily mean that it's toxic. Sometimes we just dislike people and we don't agree with them or we think they're annoying and that's okay to just let that be what it is without labeling everything toxic. There's a few other examples of this that I wanted to talk about today. For example, not every bad ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend or ex-husband or wife is a narcissist. I see way too many people throwing narcissist around just because they had an ex who they fought with or they disagreed with or who was stubborn or had a hard time admitting their faults. We can't just throw narcissist around all the time. 
Because again, it cheapens the people who are dealing with real diagnosable narcissists in their life. Just because your ex disagreed with you or couldn't see their faults or you thought that they were to blame and they wouldn't accept their faults or their blame does not automatically make them a narcissist. A few others that I've seen going around recently. Not every time you've been mistreated or had your feelings hurt is necessarily abuse. Not every time that someone disagrees with you or doesn't see your point of view are they gaslighting you. Not every behavior that you display that's somewhat problematic for you or is uh, causing you some issues is necessarily a trauma response. The reason I want to bring these up, like I said from the beginning, is that these terms are very important things to be able to talk about in the world of mental health and therapy. But when we just throw them out all the time, it actually starts to cheapen them and it starts to take the impact away from the people who are dealing with them for real. There are a lot of very hard things that happen in life. It's hugely important to have empathy for people in their situations. And it's very important to be self-aware enough to be able to recognize when we are experiencing a trauma response or abuse or gaslighting or narcissism or when there is someone who's toxic. But the more we just throw those things out there just because we're feeling uncomfortable or disliked or annoyed or frustrated or disrespected or hurt, that actually does a disservice to the mental health work that we're trying to do on a bigger scale and trying to get these things to be better understood. So in saying this, I hope that you're not thinking that I'm telling you to stop using these terms completely. I'm just saying to be careful before you go throwing them around to every little thing that upsets you or that you disagree with. If you have questions about whether someone's behavior is actually gaslighting or maybe someone in your life may actually be a narcissist, find a therapist, find a counselor, find someone who is trained to be able to make those diagnoses. Or study up more about what gaslighting actually is. Study about what trauma responses are. Study about abuse. Study about toxic behaviors. And learn, okay, is this actually an abuse or a toxic behavior or gaslighting? Or is this just me having a human experience of disagreeing with someone or having someone I don't like or having my feelings hurt? Because they're not always the same thing. I hope this makes sense. Thanks so much for being here and for listening. If you have a question, comment, or topic you'd like to request on a future episode, please feel free to message me on Instagram at TJ Counseling. And with that, I will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Therapy Thursday. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please remember that this is a podcast, it is not therapy, and should not replace treatment by a licensed mental health care provider. You can find me on Instagram at TJCounseling or tjcounseling.com for more therapy resources. Mm-hmm.